1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Three Amigos Ink and Splatter virtual open mic poetry night for our international guests and day for those joining us from Canada and the United States. We are your hosts, Marie Moldovan, Alicia Hodge, and Joe Mycott. We thank everyone for tuning in and hope you enjoy the poetic festivities. We have poets joining us from all over the globe and are looking forward to hearing all of their masterful collections. This episode is dedicated to cancer and all of those who are battling cancer and those who have passed from their battle. Um, I would like us to take a moment to honor those that have lost their battle with cancer, if you wouldn't mind. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. We send prayers and vibrations to all those who need it at this moment in time. Our first reader is Joe Mycott. Joe is a published poet and author of the book Cosmic Poetry from Darkness Comes Light. He writes from the perspective of a broken and mended mended mind. His approach is to find the light and dark in all things and then beauty in the balance of those energies. He pulls his inspiration from his personal and daily experiences and he hopes to connect with people from all walks of life by the way of the source that connects every single one of us in existence. His poetry can range from abstract and based on beautiful things of life to diving deep into the depths of the darkness, finding pain and beauty there as well.
2: Hello, thank you, Marie, for that introduction. The first thing that I will read and share um, is a little dedication poem that I've made for my Uncle Charles, who passed yesterday evening um, from cancer. So thank you for taking that moment um, to honor those who have battled with that terrible illness. Um, So I'll start with reading that. He was a truck driver for the majority of his life, and um, his CB handle was Goat, greatest of all time. Come in, come in, Goat. Do you copy? Do you read? This is your uncle, or this is your nephew, the Starseed. I see you've shifted gears and driven that big rig up to join the galactic shindig. I love you and will miss you until we meet again. You've joined James, Uncle Bones, and my daddy. It was your time. You were tired and ready. Catch some fish with James, tell my daddy I love him, and Uncle Bones, he's ugly. Y'all were good men doing your best to learn what this earthly life is about. So until I see you again, this is over and out. And the next thing I'll read is a poem that I wrote. Um, It's in my book, Cosmic Poetry from Darkness Comes Light. And it's a poem entitled Fly High, Never Goodbye. I'm sorry to see you go on this day set aside to celebrate love. You're as beautiful as the eagle, the sparrow and the dove. On this lovely day, you had to depart But nowhere at all and everywhere at once is where you did go. Limits you shall no longer know. Fly high, freedom bird, fly high above this worldly stage. You are a soaring bird, you live no longer in a cage. You were never meant to vacate the skies, wings clipped. Returned to your former glory, to soar the universe, your soul has been shipped. Sail away, sail high, it's only see you later, never goodbye. And I think uh, for time's sake, um, I'll stick with those two poems and uh, move move on to the next reader.
1: Thank you very much for that, Joe. It's beautiful. And I'm sending my healing, healing vibrations to you and your family. And I hope that your uncle um, is resting in love's bounty eternally.
2: Thank you. <clears throat> And moving right along, I'm excited to have with us uh, for her first time, and hopefully not her last, um, Ruth Doyle, who lives in the UK with her family, whom also has struggled with bipolar disorder. She's a fantastic poet. Yes, that she is. And she has been published in several anthologies. And Ruth and her sisters love to write poetry. She hopes to one day have her own book published, and I'm certain she will she is a poetry machine she cranks out work like nobody's business and they are wonderful <laughs> to read So, um, we are happy to have you ruth and so uh i'm going to go ahead and give you the the stage and allow you to bless our ears with some of your work
3: thank you very much you're welcome Well, first of all, I'd like to say, you know, it's really good you're doing this for cancer because I've lost a sister and I've lost a mum through cancer. I also have had cancer, but I was very lucky. I I caught it very early. So now I'm going to start. I'm going to do Cinder. Once upon a time, there was a girl called Cinder. A sister sent her out for to get some Tinder. So she went out and saw a sign, said, we have Tinder, it's all online. Well, she thought this would be no good. Doesn't look like any wood. So she thought she'd take a chance, and to her surprise, a young man did appear. She couldn't believe her eyes. He thought her wonderful and turned around and said, My lovely Cinder, I think we should wed. Right, that's that one done.
2: Wonderful. Very Thank fun you. and whimsical.
3: Thank you. Now next one. I'm just pick- just picked up a load of poems and hope they'd be okay. Well, this is Ode to Life. This is sort of based on my husband. Uh, Don't ever get old, Tom always said to me, when I visit him at home or down the sanctuary. You find as you get older and try and get about, your eyes get bad, your back gets weak, and you even get the gout. Your hearing isn't very good, legs are made of lead, you even find it a struggle to get in and out of bed. But what I'd like to say to you, things are never what they seem. If you cross the bridge as you come to it, then life will be a dream.
2: Very oh, wonderful.
3: Okay. Right, we might have time for another
2: one. Oh, yeah, you've got plenty of time.
3: Right, this is this looks like my, my eulogy you know, when I do go. I thought if anybody's going to write my, my poem or my eulogy for me, I'd like to do it myself. So I've mixed some, some poetry with some hymns. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder, I hear the lightning and I see the thunder. I will follow you. It is the right thing to do. For colours of day have come into my mind, sorry to leave my family behind. Before I depart, want to say how great thou art. So go tell it on the mountain, I'll be with you in every star and fountain.
2: Very beautiful.
3: Thank you. Have we got any time for one more?
2: Yes, Uh, ma'am. You've got time for several more if you would like to share those. Okay, we'll
3: see how we go. Right. This is about a book. This is if if a book was real and it had its own feelings. I've been sitting on this dusty shelf for many, many years. I feel so very lonely, I often shed some tears. Why don't people notice me? They seem to pass me by. They would find me very interesting if they'd only give me a try. But I'm just a tatty book, I tell you so myself, and that is probably why I'm left here on this shelf. Right, we've got to have a funny one now because we've had ah. enough form and gloom. Right. I love How this. Awesome. I literally love this by myself. It's called Zoo. Don't go to the zoo today, although you may like. The animals come up and say to you, go get on your bike because we are not in the mood, not even going to eat our food. How would you humans like us looking in on you? Not really fair what you humans do. So we wish you go somewhere else, do anything you like, because in this, we are well, all going on strike.
2: Huh, how cute. That's <laughs> awesome. Right,
3: right, let's do one more. Right, my guardian demon. I have a guardian demon that comes out once a year. The object of this creature to make my enemies disappear. My demon's favorite when they are dead is sever their body and cut off their head. But we have a problem, I'll ask your advice. Although they are quite dead, the demon has to cheat to stash himself under my bed. So today can't stand the smell, so I'm sending them all straight back to hell. Right,
2: have we got
3: awesome. any time left?
2: Awesome, mm-hmm. right, yes ma'am, you've got plenty of time.
3: Right, right, right. Let's, let's do my, my fun fair. One night we went to fun fair, and what do you know? Didn't know we was going into a haunted show. There were rides going up to the sky, you could hear the people cry. Although there were none to be seen, to me it was quite obscene. Then there was a place called Hall of Mirrors. I wouldn't go there, because once you enter, you wouldn't have a prayer. Because inside the mirror, it isn't you or me, it's the demon of eternity. And last of all, I don't want to be rude, you cannot go near the food. As this fair only comes out every century, and anything on display always looks lovely. It's filled with old decay. So if you see the fair in town, my advice, don't go down.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Right, um,
3: Have you got time for one more or not? Yes, or ma'am. Right. I didn't
2: see exactly when we started, but I think uh, we're pretty pretty good on time.
3: Yeah, I think we've got a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I've got, got, got my clock on my phone. Wonderful. Right, let's let's put the end to this. Yeah. Pirates adventure. As a young boy, I ran away from home. On the high seas I wanted to roam. Then I saw a ship right near the shore. I was so excited who could ask for more. Saw some men and kept right past, saw skull and crossbones on the mast. Then the pirates saw me and made me walk the plank. While I didn't I read my writing. Oh, there was rum that they drank. Then they let me down, said they had the pleasure, said I could join them to search a buried treasure. So he sailed the seven seas, adventures by the store. I didn't realise there was more to this. Oh, as a young boy, who could ask for more? Right, I'll do one more, and I think we should let somebody else have a go. All right. I'll do, I'll a, no, let's do this one. But right. no, no, not that one. No, no. Let's do this one. Dark fairy tale. Once upon a time, in a land far away, when children outside did not play, where snow white wasn't very good, nor was little red riding hood, where captain hook and Dad aladdin were after human prey, it was not very safe to go out for the day. And do not go near purple wood, or you'll be gone for good.
2: How awesome! I love the uh, I love the twisted dark fairy tale themes. Those are really awesome. I'm a big fan.
3: Oh, lovely. Thank you. Well, they Thank sort of started off in another page, on a Dark Poetry page. And I never used to do dark before, but I started off with fairy stories, and then I sort of turned it into dark stuff, and then I mixed it up with music as well.
2: Wonderful. Well, it's all great, and uh, we're happy to have you here, and I'm sure everyone enjoyed those. They were a lot of fun. And um, also, I want to say before we wrap up the time with you, um, um Mary put a a slide up there. We're all sending love and energy to your son who is heading into surgery tomorrow.
3: Thank you. It's only minor. He's got an, I've even heard of an oblation. He's got to have an ablation on his heart. It's all just right. a minor surgery but he doesn't like having it done awake so he'll be going to sleep. So please God he will be fine. All Thank right
2: absolutely. Yes ma'am It'll all be fine. And thank you so much for joining us today. That was such a fun uh, experience to hear you read your work.
3: Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome.
2: All right. And next up, we have a veteran on our show here. Um, We are happy to have you back, time and again, Mr. Max Myers of sacramento california a resident there for some years inspired to write by a world of natural beauty loving friendships and the magical and mystical spiritual relationship between all things max has been writing poetry and short essay essays for f- about 50 excuse me 60 years even 60 years young uh, a self-taught poet and writer he is an artist musician beekeeper who has traveled around this beautiful country seeing the profoundly impressive and magical sights and spending time meeting the wonderful people who make up the colorful and flavor of America. There's so much to observe and document, and as Walt Whitman once said, one discovers the song of thyself. Max has self-published several books which are available on Amazon Books or Google Max Myers Books. So, Max, welcome back. We're happy to have you. It's always fun to listen to you. Um, you know, every time I read your introduction, I'm so intrigued by the fact that you are a beekeeper. Um, maybe uh, tell us a little bit about that and then start into uh, sharing your work with us today.
0: Okay. Well, first off, um, I'll, I'll take back the 60 years. that I'm only uh, coming up on 72 I didn't start writing till I was 16, so uh, just to clarify that, um, beekeeping uh, is a hobby of mine that most recently I've had to uh, back away from because uh, the, the bees are um, 150 miles round trip for me to go to the bees, so uh, I, I've passed that on to somebody else. But um, <clears throat> I love honeybees and honeybees uh, the kingdom of bees they're they are so spiritual so intelligent so loving and so um, dedicated to serving they uh they're truly a delight and you can't help but grow if you raise bees so that's the story with bees nice um the poems, uh, I have quite a few, so uh, I'll pause for a couple of seconds in between each one um, and don't feel that necessary to comment on them, So um, First poem, you know, I, I, I write uh, some love poems, and, and this is, uh, I've, I've included two or three in this uh, collection here. First one is called uh, When First. When first I saw you, I was struck, striking, captivated, questions filled the air. And when first our eyes met, there was nothing else. The rest of the room melted, time and season froze in the instant. Something stirred, something touched, the ensuing smile from your face, such radiance. And I, now the willing captive, Offer you my heart. Next one, it's kind of a funny poem um, called Crows. I like to feed the crows. The crows don't snicker at the blue jays who are quicker. They know it's their mercurial way. To them there's no hurry, no need to scurry as they watch the birds fly away. The crows are just slicker, their patience is thicker. Besides, they always take time out to play. The crows love to frolic, not so workaholic, still fed by the end of the day. This next one is called Walk. Walk with me through the shadowy woods, along the quiet, slow-flowing stream, to a familiar clearing where we can sit and listen. There is such a language to silence, though it is not often embraced. Still, these moments, stolen from the madness, are enough to heal the sadness, the misfortune, the misgivings of my heart. Will you walk with me in this quiet, through the shadowy woods, streamside, Arm in arm as friends are apt to do. Well, in these woods, everything watches. Everything knows of the clearing and the silence that has a language of its own. Next poem, excuse me, it's called Now. Were I not in this tired old frame, restricted by the caution of age Had the winds blown my path less certain, perhaps, just perhaps, this moment would have passed me by. These eyes that see so richly might have been dimmed, failing to notice the blooming hearts caught in glances waiting. This one is called Shoreline. Most pensive years along the coast when as a young man I lived to walk the beach in heavy fog, collar up, skull kept down over my ears, hands buried deep into coat pockets. The silence of the fog at low tide seemed to whisper mystic phrases, emotional images without words as ripples gently slapping the shore keeping time according to the heavens rhythm. In the distance, deep and low, the lonely sound of a foghorn. There was a comfort there while I walked the shoreline, deep in questions that needed no answers. I knew my place upon this earth. Next one is called Memory. Those many, many years ago, Myself only but an infant, laying within an arm's reach, gazing at my mother, her nude body napping and thinking as all infants might, how beautiful she was. This next one is called That. There is that within me that peers without voice peers with compassion with love without thought peers it is there before all else i see through the same eyes hear through the same ears understand even in the silence that there is more than me free of the guilt of living free of the passion and pain peering open accepting the divinity within is. I would call it God, but it would not be enough. Yet there is that within me, silently peering, quietly loving. Next one is called Emotions. Play me like a fiddle. My heart is on my sleeve. Emotions are a riddle, except they disbelieve. I'll never have an insight that explains the reasons why. Emotions come like birds in flight racing across the sky. Tears of joy or sorrow flow from deep inside my heart. Short lived while others grow. I pray they never part. These feelings are a part of me that bind me to this life. They are the greatest gift I have to weather joy And strife. Next one is called Some Place. I'm not sure if it's the memory of the tiniest sound of water trickling just beneath the ice in the small ditch that ran through the meadow when I was a boy of seven, or the memory of the field. Of wet moss after a rain, it has lingered long enough to keep my heart from breaking. There must be some place where the sins of men have not disgraced the sacred, the innocent peoples of this earth. Perhaps it is in the smiling face of a newborn child, unawares, or the resigned acceptance of a dog that hold back my tears. Is there some place near enough for my sorrow to hide? This next one is called The Bridge. Pilings now like weathered gravestones, the only remaining proof life was once robust here. It was a long time ago when things were much different. Now the slow process continues. Nature reclaims her purpose, growing once more undaunted as though there has never been a bridge. And uh, here's another love poem. Most of my love poems I just call Love. Oh, to give an eye to love. Nothing sweeter calls with attention, sets the heart of glow. This the gentle affirmation spoken in silence within, soon a glance of eyes, quickly wanting more, heart beats rapidly and all the world is still awaiting the touch. And this one is called love as well. There is an unfinished place not like a room simply not closed up that is oozing love i was born with it this way also it is able to receive open to love's encounters and in that give and take it thrives knowing that one day it will have become complete richly finished luminous eternal um this one uh, i i just wrote yesterday i think or last night or something it's called my my fortune never thinking it would come to this although the road had some signs here and there were hints but unclear really things seemed to run on their own leaving me to play catch up often thinking I was actually doing something actually designing my way as i saw fit to do though it is without a doubt that i erred left with dismay sorrow regrets unfinished business of amending hearts in my defense it was an inability to hear the voice i needed to heed dismissed for the illusion conjured in the darkness of imagination. Though I do wonder if it may have gone another way, might there have been an option? The graying of my hair and aged complexion may show that this is indeed the outcome destiny had marked out for me all along, making any consideration otherwise foolish For the gifts, good, fair, or poor, are here. It's in my breast, my heart, in this moment. And embrace it as my fortune, I must. I'm just going to read one more. I save this at the end because uh, sometimes when I reread a poem that I wrote, it brings... uh, uh, a heavy emotion to me, and I do well with this poem. It's it's actually a kind of a funny poem, till I get to the last to the last line, and then I choke. So I saved it for last <clears throat> because I may not be able to speak after I finish reading it. <coughs> it's called Sweet Feloni. Her name was Felonius, quite acrimonious. Used to live next door to us, always seemed to cause a fuss. Although she moved away in time, occasionally would drop a line. Surely was one of a kind, I thought, when she would come to mind. They say that luck runs in degrees. She sent a post from across the seas, now lives beneath the banyan trees, and argues with the ocean breeze. We really cannot falter much. Her growing up was hard and such. I'm kind of glad she stays in touch because I used to have a childhood crush. I'll end this tale of Felonius, the girl who was so acrimonious. In her heart, she was just like the rest of us, but hid beneath her lack of trust. I gaze up into the sky and think one day, I may just try. To look that girl right in the eye and tell her I'm her guy.
2: Thank you. Wow. <clears throat> you just get better and better, Max. Um, this uh, this read was so powerful. I mean, um, those were some wonderful poems that you read. I had probably my top three of your all time right here in this session um i mean in the best for last that was wonderful i mean you know it really it really made me get the vibes of like uh, Ed allen's po annabelle lee which is one of my favorite all-time poems that was really great honestly thank you you so much for sharing this uh, such a treat this time i mean every time before but wow You've just gotten, you just peaking more and more. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
4: Next up, we have Stuart Irving Marshall. Um, Stuart is a compulsive Madden and Minecraft game master and connoisseur of all things cheesy, crunchy, and tasty, who also happens to be a pretty good poet and writer. Raised in Brooklyn, he grew to the great height of about five foot six while living in Virginia and began writing suddenly out of the blue at the ripe old age of 40. Thank God, because he was getting really bored. Hi, Stuart. Hello. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um just here ordering my readings. Um, I think I have them the way I want them. <laughs> um, awesome. Um... <laughs> these uh, are from my book uh, You Struggle Wisdom, The Journey to Epsilon I had published back in 2014 um, and uh, these are not long, they're kind of medium in length, probably won't last a minute to two. Um, first one i'll read is called it is the soul it's the soul that carries the flame to the heart it's the heart that cries the tears of love that flow expressiveness throughout the realm of life it's the life lived full of hope Praise and prayer to the Creator for inspiration and forgiveness. It's forgiveness that keeps hearts strong for each other and one another. For without together, there can be no togetherness. Without peace, there can be no joy. Without joy, there can be no hope. For it is the smile that changes death to life and life to forever. And forever is a good thing to cherish. For it is who we are in the mind and heart of God. Of turf and dust, It's so quiet. I believe I heard a thought, a heartbeat. Right before, right after, before the sharp pain of sin and skin. After the last tear appears. After all, and stumbles and fumbles and timeouts and raised hands. Marching bands in distant lands of turf and dust. The rust unclaimed for the heap. A troubled sleep, awake to a long chaotic dream, waiting on the corner for the reality of paradise. Here and now, then and there, the dark cloud of a minute doubts looms, then zooms to play the rest of the castoffs of faith. It's so quiet. I think I heard God's voice, but a whisper and it's gone. And back once more for good news, a smile whisper that brings the joy that cools in the heat. Warmth in the chill of life's strife, it whispers of love. Are you mellow? To be a marshmallow is to suffer endlessly dull headaches, wondering if you'll be roasted or toasted on a stick or melted over a casserole of vanilla wafers and bananas. It just makes one go positively ape. The presence of the blinding whiteness, the brightness of being, seeing with no eyes, unable to speak coherently fluently in English or any other language, just a sheer lack of size would put one's self-esteem into question, not to mention being eaten by small children and old people without teeth. I'd much rather be a bouquet of orange flowers. The afternoon, <clears throat> Scent of waste, bitter to taste. My sight cannot spend enough sight to see my desire. So I raise my eyes higher and gaze into the morning sun, hoping the blindness will clear my path to the paradise I seek. I speak, yet my voice is still young for the morning having not yet sipped the dark common experience. I know to be known. I walk two and two, then through and there I am, flustered with the choice, deterred, preferring speed to the need of my need, to feed the after morning. Early yet, I forget where I slept, wept for a time unconsciously fearing the worst, awarded with a burst of courage from an unknown sown from a distant benevolent star. I walk, stop to cater to my will, remembering the pill and take for my ill and quicken my pace, for when fingers and toes tingle The signal to proceed must abide or step aside. The aftermorn, born from an evening of trees with fruit from the hanging vine. I realize, find I hang from each horizon filled with light so bright. My arms outstretched to gauge my way. My steps cannot fulfill enough to go so I flow on the season of my being. Reason up, high in the heaven above the hidden light, suffering with the nude blue of the day. I must move on, though I stop for a pleasant time for a much belated rhyme. Through my dark dream, nightmare screaming, Now this is a place where I may sleep, doze without fear of an unwanted wake-up call, where I can fall head over heels between rapid eye movements, a groove meant only for me. I see my eyelids, the hint of the light streaming through my dark dreaming nightmare screaming, pulsing, pulsating with a will owing no one for the time I alternate I alternate freely, hoping they won't see me coming naked and in need to feed and bleed my, my ill, for which I cannot find a pill. This is a place, a rest, a blessed space transition, where my only mission is to cruise as a flightless bird among the unheard for a time of silence and solitude, hoping no one finds it rude and turns away. It comes as a peaceful storm. Feel it coming on like a headache without the searing, throbbing, mind-numbing pain eyes bulging from their sockets, hands trembling from the anticipation, the elation of the coming thought, of the coming word, of the coming line, the blinding brilliance, the eyes shut in automatic momentum. The moment so close you can feel its breeze, smell its ocean, oceanality, its saltiness fills your senses to the rim, to fill, overflow, flood, until you are drowning in its depths, lungs filling with rhyme, syncopation, rhythm. The music fills the cells expanding forth, giving air and life where none existed before. Breath clean and clear and new and with a scent and sense of peace, a quiet peace you can only hear in dreams pushing away nightmares of long ago and walls to will upon and voices searing with the heat of cynicism, criticism and doubt, a wall of doubt, of doubt upon the self existing now and only a puff of smoke dissipating by the coming anticipated verse, no worse for wear but there now upon the eye and heart and now upon the page. Someday, perhaps. What does dying feel like? Never died before. Never lost my life before. Lost feeling in my limbs, fingers, and toes before. Seen my spirit rise through floor, ceiling, wall before. Into the night sky, moon, and star before. Someday, perhaps, I'll know what that feels like. What does living feel like? Never lived before. Never breathed the breath of life before. Seen a bird in flight before. Flew a kite before, in the breeze before. Taken a fall, skinned my knee before. Bleeding, scarring, scab and scar before. Some day, perhaps, I'll know what it feels like. What does loving feel like? Thought I'd love before, thought I'd give Thought I'd gave my heart and soul before. It turned cold before it turned to ice. What does love feel like? I've loved before, it broke my heart before, my soul before, my mind, my mind, my, 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 what does dying feel like before you've died? Wanting to needing to stop the pain. I am. I am Judah, I am Jerusalem, I am the northern kingdom. I stand at the southern border wishing to be free, but cannot at once. I am bound free in my bondage asleep, an awakened state of mind. I see the waters open. I witness the dry land appear, but in their fear they are taken under, drowned. Their lungs filled to bursting, their hearts collapse in the greed of their way. I am Jerusalem, I am Judah. True, the signs are shown truly before their eyes, blinded by a much different light burning, casting their path down a winding, crooked road. I am the Hebrew slave among the slaves of this futile age. The page turns and is blown back once more, again the same. The lame stumble, the blind still cannot see. The manna falls, yet they still cry, wanting more unsatisfied cannot see the spirit from the trees of their empty needs drive in endless cruise control, one hand on the wheel, one hand on redial, a need to travel to a place removed from one who will truly hear it fear in their choice, criticism, their defense numbing lies heard to hypnotize. Still all seems lost, but it's not. Think about it, Descartes. I think therefore I am a poet. I think in rhythm and blues, therefore I pen with smooth even lines, highlighting the blues and crossing out dissonance, noise, chaotic dissension. I think in rock and roll, therefore I lunge, bypassing the grit and grime of grunge and rusted metal, settling for nothing less than the easy listening of classical script dripping with soul. I think in country, therefore I fiddle with words till I hear the sound of wood, knife and whittle, cakes on the griddle lining up line by line, words so fine they at their own chorus line kicking in the air with rhyme and flare, I think and rap, therefore I rap with my CKs and my head backwards wearing baseball cap, slapping the words upside the head, whapping the concussion function, rage upon the page like it be nothing but something more. I think, therefore I am a poet and I hum to the song of my soul the page boldly folds in on itself to keep from crying to my seriously syncopated rhyme. I am that I am. You see me, but you choose to bind to blind yourself to my reality, my sincerity. You choose to choose. Vulgarity, insanity, to communicate insanity, declarities that's beyond your your reason to exist. So you resist and insist my too good to be true, my hidden agenda, my fleeting flexibility as by polarity and cease to listen. Realize the prize before your eyes, enlightenment, divine excitement to cherish. But instead you perish in your own notion of discrimination, your border state of wait and see and manipulate and hate, disguised as good faith and fate. But it's too late for the deed is done. One day uh, away from and in chains and striped with naked procrastinate, hoping the mind will forget the predestined destiny already frozen at the beginning of time chosen he who knows and will never change will be fulfilled you know me but you choose to throw me to the wolves of mediocrity banality and empty mindless insecurity hoping that i will succumb transmutate into a bum slum as one unwilling to try escape to the empty alleys and dumpsters and drugsters emptying their wares to empty red eyed stares. For green they've seen but never seen. Green grass in Heathen's garden, a lower grade trade for paper worth nothing but tragedy and holds and arms and souls and sold to the highest bidder. Bitter and empty. Fiery death and death repeated death. You doubt me, for you doubt yourselves. The misery, loving company, going bankrupt under, going under, downsizing burger and fries in an attempt to stave off starvation, only to bring on arterial frustration and clogging and the sudden stoppage of the blood and the beat and the ivy tubes that stretch for miles and the grave, grave awaiting the lane remains of what's left, doubting no more till the doubt be done with the next page turn in the brief bright light of what could be but isn't and never will be. I am that I am. Tell them that I am has sent me to be who I am and whom you choose me to be. Thank you.
4: Thank you. that's That was amazing, Stuart. You have such a masterful way of weaving words and expressions of emotions and thoughts and ideas into these uh, pieces that keep me on the edge of my seat.
5: I love to write.
4: <laughs> I can't. It's... Well, thank God you love it because you are amazing <laughs> at it.
5: I've been writing for for 40 years no for 20 years and it never gets old really it's it's and when it does come it's like you um i at least i i wait for a a moment knowing that what comes it's going to be something i've never written before and something i'll never write again so it's it is powerful poetry is a very powerful um I have to say, profession, because it's 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 not as much work as it is a blessing and a joy. Um, I'm glad to be part of this, and I thank you for, again, inviting me to this weekly journey, and I hope to do it again very soon. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, thank you. We love having you
1: Thank you very much, Stuart, for that. It was beautiful. Our next poet is Dana Cicillano-Durende. Please excuse me if I pronounce that wrong. Um, she had a little bit of technical difficulties, so today I will be reading her poem, Epic Grandeur. Um, the poem is actually going to be featured in our in one of our upcoming anthologies, uh, Three Amigos Ink and Splatter, which will be available soon. Um, and I, before I continue, I wanted to thank I want to thank everybody who is working on that: um, Roddy Bangapala, Alicia Hodge, Joe Mycott, and myself. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for putting in their time and their um, volunteer hours to put together this, uh, the beautiful anthologies that we have come up are coming up. And yes, they're going to be split into anthologies because we have had so many wonderful poets contribute. And um, we wanted to ensure that as many voices could be heard within the, you know, the upcoming anthologies. So we made a decision to split it into four and um, bring forward, I believe four anthologies um, for everyone. So once again, um, the next poem that will be read is Epic Grandeur by Dana Silano de Rende. You were grander than you ever knew, grander than you ever could be. You were tall and handsome, your face so perfect, perfect enough to lead you to indulgence, to easy sexual conquests whom you perceived as predatory women. Because you had been prey for some in your early youth, you were destined to be great, but programmed to fail. Beaten down by your father, mistreated by your alcoholic mother who recovered. Yes, but only for you had already left home and been absorbed into the army where multitudes of young men found a path through life. You were programmed to fail, although destined for greatness. Daddy, you could have been president, right? You will be president. Who would want that job, said Daddy. Said you, from the height of your prime, you needed boundaries. That is what you found, what they all found, what the army could give you and others, clear-cut boundaries, authority above you, your own authority below you upon others, ask no questions. Do your duty to excel, excel you did, you thrived in an impersonal world governed by rules, a world in which you knew well all the rules and it worked for you, you were destined for grandeur, you wrote stories, published your adventures, and hunting magazines, so old school, so enamored of the classic images of a man of the natural world. And yet you wrote letters to newspapers. You recited Shakespeare easily, played master chess, you self taught. You collected books when the army life ended, and you were born again into the civilian world. You were born again into the civilian world of unclear boundaries, of uncertain rules, of hazy relationships, of negotiated authority. You began to flounder. Slowly, you were drowning. The complexities of the new civilian life a terrible strain compared to everything you had known before, and your programming began to take shape from the shadows of your repressed memory. You were destined for greatness but programmed to fail in the lazy civilian world If anything goes, of nothing goes. You floundered, programming an overcoming destiny as you commen- commenced faltering, then failing. For the first time, epically failing in the slow swan dive of your departure. From reality until full circle, the local bars became your shrinking world. We lost you. When we lost, when you lost yourself, trapped in your programming, lost to grandeur, your character disintegrated with the fading of the beauty of your face, ah, what you could have been, what you really were deeply inside. Your inner child was calling unhealed and imprisoned inside the barred cage of the primal game in your upbringing whose pain became the hidden demon chasing you down the haunted halls of your wounded memory. But you had lost the key and you were drowning in the sad shame of your late life addiction. You were destined for greatness, but in the epic battle fought and lost between grandeur and experience, between you and the world, between destiny and that other destiny, you balanced on the tightrope. You had walked so well for so long until you fell and we lost you. And once again, that poem is Epic Grandeur by Dana Cislano de Rende, and it's absolutely beautiful. Dana is a, an amazing poet, mother, and beautiful, beautiful artist. Thank you very much, Dana, for Um, submitting that and we hope that next time you will be able to join us and read. Our next poet is Alicia Hodge and she's a published poet, artist and mother. Um, She lives in the state of Oregon and she loves nature. Absolutely. She loves nature, animals, music, poetry and art of all forms. Welcome, Alicia.
4: Thank you, hello. Uh, I just have a short one today. Um, It's called A Gray Day. I see the rain today, washing old pictures and colors away into a rippling puddle it coagulates into an ocean of gray. The ocean stills, evaporates, the clouds all move and separate the sun will shine on the flower that grows to a new tomorrow just over the rainbow and i would like to dedicate that one today to my great uncle billy who passed away the other night
1: i'm sending you my prayers and healing vibrations and sending prayers to your family alicia um, I'm very sorry to hear about your uncle. And I just wanted to say, I love you very much. That poem was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I love you too.
4: Please excuse the rooster.
1: Uh, Rooster wanted to be heard.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So next we have Marie Moldovan. Maria is a published poet, author, and artist. Her digital art book, Puppet Cross, can be found on blurb.com and Amazon. She is also an amazing mother and friend, as well as a Reiki master and shaman.
1: Thank so. you very much, Alicia. Um, today I'm going to read a poem. It's called I Want to Live, and it's dedicated to my mother who, excuse me, lost her battle with cancer. Um, I want to live, she said, deeply upset and agitated. Bitter tears of catastrophe welled behind her eyelids. Six months ago, the doctor did a scan, told me I was in remission. Said my blood work was clear. I had nothing to fear. I'd live a long and happy life. I'd see my grandchildren grow, see them graduate, get married, have children of their own. How was I supposed to know? How was I supposed to know? The doctor made a mistake, missed something on the scan, tried to apologize, create a new plan. It was too late to eradicate without treatment. The cancer spread, metastasized, took over a murderous, it took over like a murderous virus, hunting every cell in my body. Blinking violently, she choked back her tears, clenched her fists, and muttered, I'm only 47. I am too young to die. Why am I here in this hospital bed with IVs pumping poison into my veins? With, With nails tattered, torn, and bloody red. Why did the doctor lie? Why did the doctor lie? Like a river bursting through a dam, tears rolled violently down, forming rapids as they rolled down her frail face, as they rolled down my mother's frail face. I want to live, she said, shaking with sadness and fear, knowing death was near. I want to live, she said, as her daughter, me, gave her a warm embrace, gently wiping away her tears. I placed a tender kiss on her forehead. Rest in peace, mommy. Sorry about that. I thought I'd be able to get through it without crying, but. Thank
4: you, Mary, for that beautiful and emotional read. Sure, it's very appreciated by your mother too, on the Mm. other side.
1: I know she's um, now safe and happy, no longer suffering. Thank you. Our next poet on the docket is Bronson Ware. Bronson is a spiritual master, energy coder, poet and awakened being from Bracebridge, Ontario. Um, Today I will be reading um, Bronson's poem. We actually have six poets that submitted their poetry to be read this evening. So the the, the rest of the poetry open mic night will be poems read from different poets from all over the world. I hope you enjoy this section. The soup isis, mirror, mirror, watch them fall as I and I stay, stare at ourselves in the hall. Why ask who is the fairest of them all, head to the sky, standing tall? Mind is silenced, answering your call, watching Humpty fall off the wall. For that is the reason I came to this ball, breaking the chain to all enslaved by Cain, Cleansing all mama's pain, recharging purity in the vein. Not caring if you think I am humble. I am a blue bee bumble, bumble. I share all because I care. One in seven isn't that rare. Raising some hair because of our pair. Speak up all is the dare. And the only way to make it fair, a sure way to flow up the stair. One billion lights twinkle in the nights. Vibrations are reaching all time heights. Love wins the goddamn fights saying farewell to all who frights puff returning you back to lights good night ahead as i and i lay ourselves to bed sending love and healing to all hearts that bleed and flowers of red thank you very much bronson that was an absolutely amazing poem Um, and to you i also send healing vibrations and love and flowers red thank you Bye-bye. <laughs> Sorry about that. Apparently, I was um, muted momentarily. Um, just a second. Yes. Um, just one moment, please. I think Alicia just got kicked. So if you would mind. I'm just going to start out a couple of technical difficulties. Okay. Okay, so the next poet that is actually going to be um, Up on the screen is Janelle Aaron Elizabeth Peters, and that will be introduced by Alicia. And it seems that we had a minor technical difficulty, so there was no sound during the reading of Dion's poem. So I will go back to that once Alicia introduces Janelle.
4: Janelle Aaron Elizabeth Peters was born in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. She is a mother of three. She studied dental and medical administration, as well as personal support work. She spent nine years taking care of seniors with different forms of dementia and two years in dental administration. She has been writing since she was eight years old. Poetry is a form of therapy for her. She writes about many different struggles with mental health, as well as addiction and recovery. Writing is a healer. She is in the process of completing her first book, My Poetic Journey to Healing, which will be available on Amazon, August, 2021. She hopes her writing will reach others and show them they are not alone. I was given keys to expose my pain, one for every day of the week. I had seven keys on my chain made of silver, gold, and zinc. These keys would unlock the past, each one opened my soul, all the secrets I had locked away, the ones that caused a hole. Every time I used a key in the doors I wished stayed closed, my secrets exposed for all to see, made me closer to feeling whole. The seven keys on my chain, each one of them, they had a name, fear, guilt, denial, and shame, regret, embarrassment, and pain. There was a door for every key that I slowly began to open, one at a time, they would set me free, only when I did expose them.
1: Thank you very much, Alicia, that was a beautiful read. And just to make sure that Bronson and Dion's poems were heard, I'm gonna read them both again, um, because we had a moment of technical difficulty. So, Bronson Ware, is a spiritual master, energy coder, poet, and awakened being from Bracebridge, Ontario. And um, I'm very delighted to read Bronson's poem. A poem that he submitted to be read is The Soup Isis. Mirror, mirror, watch them fall as I and I stare ourselves in the hall. We, why, ask is the fairest of them all. Head to the sky standing tall, mind a silence answering your call watching Humpty fall off the wall for that is the reason I came to this ball breaking the chain to all enslaved by cane cleansing all mama's pain recharging purity in the vein not caring if you think I am humble I am a blue bumblebee bee bumble bumble I share all because I care one in seven isn't that rare Raising some hair because of our pair, speak up all is the dare. And the only way to make it fair, a sure way to flow up the stair. One billion lights twinkle in the nights. Vibrations are reaching all time heights. Love wins the goddamn fights. Saying farewell to all who frights, puff returning you back to lights. Good night ahead. As I and I lay ourselves to bed, sending love and healing to all hearts that bled and flowers of red. And once again, that was The Soup Isis by Bronson Ware. And Bronson, that was an absolutely beautiful poem. And I'm sending you healing vibrations and love and flowers red as well. Um, the next poet is Dionne Angleton. Um, and once again, I'm reading her, just in case her poem didn't get read when we had the momentary um, technical difficulties. Dion Engleton refers to herself as an old blind hippie who's enthusiast, who enthusiastically relishes poetry and reading in general. Her hometown Eureka Springs, Arkansas is a little artsy tourist village nestled in the Ozark Hills in northwest Arkansas. How beautiful. Sounds beautiful. Just south of the Missouri border. It is brimming with artists, writers, musicians, and camaraderie. She is currently living in Tuscan. Thank you very much, Dion, for submitting your poem. Um, and I did place the, the title untitled on here, but the poem is actually titled Your Number. She watched him. His distinctive stance was caught in her cautious glance. Her heart began to flutter into puppy stance. She could not contain those tiny fluttering butterflies. She felt awkward and inwardly started to mumble, asking herself, Why am I so freaking shy? She started to walk away, took a small step with a little trip, a miniature prance. She hopped. She hoped she did not see the misplaced gesture of a foot. She looked his way, and by his smile, the slight stumble had been registered. When their eyes met, his grin widened. He casually walked over. Can I have your number? And that poem once again is Your Number by Dion Egleton. Thank you very much, Dion, for submitting that poem. It is absolutely beautiful. Um the next poet on the docket is John Ware, and Alicia will be introducing John. Thank you, Alicia.
4: Please excuse the rooster again. Um, all right, John um, Ware. The rooster
1: wants to introduce John as well. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Introducing him with a nice loud crow. All right. John Ware claims himself just a man trying to find some balance in a very unbalanced world. And we've got his poem, Love's Demise. Love dies a slow death, gasping for its final breath. Never letting go wanting to flourish and grow, yet dying just like Macbeth. That was beautiful, thank you, John.
1: Absolutely, that was beautiful. And I will also get you to introduce Sarah Wheatley.
4: Sarah Wheatley is a young, avid, creative soul blessed to be brought up into a life of music, love, and the delights of nature time often camping and exploring in the UK. From her beautiful allotment shed and home, she writes songs and poetry about the good things in life versus the more embracing factors, mental health, the awareness of our differences and vitality for her and others, ways to overcome them. Working years in education, she also loves writing songs for children to help them to learn and understand our ever-changing world soon to be uploaded on YouTube. Inspired by her family, future husband, and the beautiful world around her, she also enjoys gardening and baking with an ever-increasing passion for cheese and pie. Her works can be found online at Dapple Crack Poetry. Untitled. Mousy moons and dream-stroke cocoons, round and round concentric, a bird swoops for his meal, swims in nature whirl, unending, bounds through mother's pattern sealed. Corn wake, shares sun's glow top. Dormouse digs soft bed, sweet moon. Whilst cocoon sleeps in warmth, warping. Echoes night's creek, slumber tune. All lays, ages short of fire breath, full for chorusing. Like berry burst, owed to a mother's love unending. That lay within their deep, caught earth. Knowing unity in her footstep and pure safety in her warm keep. For day and dawn brings hearts raised, leaping. And in end, bring corn-filled sleep. Tis for mother, they grace, they breathe. So in her wake, they live in peace. Too in this, may I live, be.
1: Thank you, Sarah. That was was absolutely beautiful. And I would like to say that um, all the poems up to this point have been amazing. And I appreciate the submissions and everybody who showed up. Um, Our final poet this evening, uh, poem is... Jimmy Broccoli. Um, He is a librarian, branch manager by day and a published poet by night with a mission to inspire his readers through imaginative poetic storytelling. To Jimmy, poetry is a creative process that possesses the power to alter perspectives and that's absolutely true. He really does possess the power to alter perspectives and walk you across the bridge of imagination. He has been published in several noteworthy poetry publications. His book Damaged will be available in early December 2021, and he begins a 10-city headline poetry tour of Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee in early September 2021. He enjoys writing frightening verses and playing with his puppies. Also, the poem that I will be reading from Jimmy um, will be featured in the anthology Three Amigos, Ink, and Splatter. Um, The poem that Jimmy submitted today is Kill the Methamphetamine Dealer. Um, And Jimmy, please uh, excuse me if I stumble over your poem, (laughs) but it is absolutely beautiful. I step lightly as I walk along the powdery white trails It is snowing, crushed methamphetamine within my nostrils and bloodstream. A dopamine and endorphin winter wonderland welcomes me. I see the white rabbit further down the path. He hops towards the undiscovered, and I follow. My imagination awakens through clear water. Seahorses gallop across the vast oceanic landscapes. I swim with them and drink in my surroundings without drowning. The channel changes. And then I see my reflection in distorted funhouse mirrors. Here I am skinny. There I am fat. And it's funny. And I know I am distorted. I cannot recognize my face. Three days later, still awake. And the powdery white trail ends at a cliff. I smell rain approaching and see the incoming storm, clouds parade across the sky. Across the ravine, beautiful pines present present themselves with majesty. The sun is bright, and I see animals scamper, a moving and perfect photograph. But the other side is a mindset miles away, and I cannot jump the distance. I am tired, and not slightly agitated and worn. The soles of my shoes are wearing thin and I can walk no further. I stand and stare down at the abyss, only feet in front of me and below me. I kick tiny rocks into the canyon below. I did not hear them hit the bottom and then they come down and then they come down and down I go and down I go and down I go further. I'm in bed my skin emitting putrid streams of pseudofreen, battery acid, liquid, plumber, and antifreeze. Shadowy figures hide within my room and outside my bedroom window. They are in the corners, under the bed, and moving slowly across the ceiling. And they are behind the drapes, looking at me, watching me. I no longer swim with the clear waters with the vibrant oceanic life. No mermaids, no merman, no Ariel or Sebastian. The playful seahorses are now all dead with their bodies floating aimlessly on top of the waters. I am too dry, dehydrated to cry, too dehydrated to cry. So my eyes expel coarse and painful grains of sand tiny non-dissolved crystalline flight to evacuate through my pores my skin it crawls and i can feel their tiny little legs marching they crawl on my face and my legs and within my mind kill the methamphetamine dealer and show him no mercy thank you very much um jimmy that was an absolutely wonderful poem and i thank you for your submission um, we have come to the end this evening, um, end day for those that are joining us from the United States and Canada. We've come to the end of the program and we thank everybody for who has tuned in for joining us and we hope to, to have you tune in next time. Thank you and have a wonderful day and we are sending healing vibrations to all that need it. Bye-bye.